Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 31. And again, I'm, I'm excited about the series of podcasts that we're recording. Um, we've already recorded the physical one, um, the mental one, and this one's all about emotion, the emotional body. So I'm excited to get this podcast going and uh, really kind of dive deep on the importance of the emotional body and kind of how that drives us on a day-to-day basis. And um, like I said, this is the third one. Uh, we'll cover spiritual next. And um, yeah, you know, I'm really, really excited that we've got into a routine of um, posting one podcast every week. Uh, let us know if there's any topics you want us to cover. Uh, we're excited about this series. We're excited about really kind of putting more effort and showing up regularly on our podcasts. And um, I am excited. So I'll introduce myself quickly. Uh, I am Nimesh Radia. Uh, most people call me Nims. I'm a spiritual coach, mentor, and Akashic record reader. And I really just enjoy connecting to people's energies, using the records and the techniques, and truly guiding them to shine their light. I really feel a lot of people, a lot of us are being pushed to really look inside and, and answer that question, why are we here? And um, yeah, I just love kind of guiding people in that sort of way. And I'm helped uh, and guided and pushed by my good friend, um, business partner, and really kind of the soul connection because we do so, so much together. Uh, we were just talking this morning about how much we talk um, and how much we've created. And I'm excited that I share this space uh, this podcast is now mine and Stacey's. So I want to introduce the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, Stacey Brown. Stacey, over to you. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with a really good intro for you, Nims. For hey, sure. What can I say? What can I say? So just so everyone knows, I've been, you know, it's it's a little tongue in cheek, but it's also the way that, you know, I'm preparing Stacey to be introduced okay. on stage. She's gone through a lot. But she is, you know, she's she is an amazing healer, and uh, her energy is beautiful and amazing. She's really been working on herself, like we talked about last couple of episodes, and her energy is shining super, super bright. And for me, she's a blessing in my life, and I'm really glad to share this space with her. So I love to introduce her that way. Um, also embarrass her a little bit, but that's all good. But Stacey, <laughs> over to you. Yeah, embarrasses me a little bit. It's just something I still haven't gotten used to, even after the number of times that I've heard you do it here and in Clubhouse. But yes, I am Stacy. I am an intuitive healer. I'm a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor and coach. Um, I'm also an Akashic record reader. And as I've mentioned here before, I'm a soon-to-be published author. Nims and I have been working hard on the project of my manuscript and it's I think going to be returned to us this next week for us to start making the editorial revisions from the editor that we're working with and I'm excited about what's next and I'm really looking forward to this episode um, because I feel like when it comes to the emotional part of ourselves it's it's got a couple layers to it. It's we've got the relationship with self and then we've got our relationships with others and how we interact and how we care for our emotional body. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this because, um, this season for me has been very transformative, right? I've, um, recently separated coming up just on about four months 
of rebuilding my life and taking a closer look at uh, the dynamics of the relationships that I have in my life and how I'm going to move forward. What's next in this season for me? And I'll be curious to see if some of our listeners aren't going through some similar situations. So I'm looking forward to this. So Stace, you know, I always start every episode with asking that question. You know, it's really, really important that we, especially this season, we shine our light brightly. And it's really important that we shine our light on ourselves first because that really allows us to shine our light even brighter to everyone around us and to truly, truly you know, connect who we are. And you know, we have such a bright light, all of us, and we have a role to play. Um, and every role is just as important as everyone else. So everyone that's listening, you know, you need to hear you're important. And I'm asking you, what have you done today to shine a light on you? What have you done that's truly lifted your soul? And if you haven't done something, I encourage you to. And, you know, maybe try and do something for 21 days and just see how that feels. So Stace, what have you done today? I know it's early where you are, but what have you done today to lift your soul and truly kind of shine your light as bright as you can for you? Okay, so it is early in the morning here, friends, on a Saturday. So I'm going to actually talk about what I'm going to do today versus what I've done. Um, and it kind of goes in line with our topic today. Um, you know, I'm in a very interesting living situation, which I haven't talked a lot about here in the space. I actually haven't talked a lot about it publicly, but um, I am living in the house that um, my daughter and her father live in. So he lives upstairs and I live downstairs and people are probably like, what the heck? But for me, uh, this was one of the, the options that I had when I moved out of my marital home. And um, I've been really working on foraging a relationship with my little girl. Um, our family went through repeated trauma basically since my little girl was five and she's now nine. And I have been in a season of personal growth and personal focus for the last several months as I've been making this transition. And it has come to my attention that in all of that focus, I have maybe backburnered some of the really important relationships in my life, including with my little girl. And so I made the decision a couple of days ago to step away from my day-to-day -day life and just take a couple of days and take my little girl on an adventure. And so we're going to go to a resort and go swimming and play miniature golf. And this is for me to shine my light with my, like my family dynamic and to kind of break away from working and from the day-to-day -day routine that we've gotten into. Um, she had back, she had back to school in like a week and a half and it just felt really important to me to take a break. So today shining my light is going to involve, um, getting in the car and taking a drive and spending a couple of days with my daughter and really nurturing that relationship and making some memories with her. So, you know, I think sometimes shining our light can look different than what, we would do day to day. And this is a unique situation, but 
I'm excited about it. I'm excited about having some downtime for myself. And I'm really looking forward to making some memories with her. So this is, this is a unique time in life, but, um, that is how I'm going to shine my light today. What about you? That's beautiful. And I know, I know one of your focuses in terms of all the change you've been through has been to be that better mother for your kids. And, you know, I see you doing on a day-to-day basis. I'm really proud of you. I'm really, really proud of you for, for everything you do and for that, that drive, that intention you have of, of being the best version of you that you can for you and for your kids. And that's um, so beautiful. So I congratulate you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. I've been tired for a few days and been on the go. And uh, this morning I slept in. So I got some extra sleep. Um, I have busy weeks coming up and there's a lot going on. And I just decided today I'm just going to get some rest. So I am... Um, yeah, I got to got to stay in bed for a bit longer, and I got some additional sleep, some rest, and yeah, I enjoyed it. So um, yeah, sometimes it's the small things, simple things that uh, that that are important, right? In terms of you know shining light on you, and maybe that is just some extra rest. Maybe that's just um, you know having some downtime for you, um, going away for a couple of days if you can, or even just going for a walk in nature. Um, just yeah, it's a it's a beautiful time to truly truly shine light on you. So thank you for that, Stace. So getting on to the emotional body. So for me, um, you know, emotional body is um, it's really two areas, and they're, they're really connected in the way that uh, emotional body for me is is really starting with self love and realizing that everything in your external world is is a, is a result of something in the internal world, and you know, you've got to kind of really focus on, on falling in love with you and realizing that the love you seek, many, many of us, including myself, you know, I've spent years looking for love outside ourselves, you know, looking for maybe a relationship to complete us. And what if we're already complete and the love that we seek is the love for self? And any love that we get externally is complementary. And so for me, I would split it into two. I would split it from emotional body is really falling in love with you inside and being comfortable with spending time on your own, being comfortable with who you are. And then on the flip side is also considering um, what relationships have you got and are they nurturing you? Are they expanding you? And because um, sometimes we play safe, right? Sometimes we play safe with the relationships we have when really we, we want to make sure that the relationships we, we have around us are nurturing. And if we start with, you know, loving ourselves, if everything in our external is, is, is a result of something in our internal, if we start by loving ourselves, then what if our external relationships start to change? But sometimes we need to make an effort too, right? Sometimes we hold on to relationships that don't serve and we need to make some effort to, to just, just challenge ourselves and say, well, hold on. Who in my life challenges me? Who in my life expands me? Who in my life kind of loves me to a way to let me be who listens to me and who allows me to be who I'm meant to be. And, you know, those sort of questions sometimes are uncomfortable. But here's the thing, you know, the first stage is always awareness, right? So becoming uncomfortable and that drives you to start to change things. And, um, you know, I, I know for me um, on this journey, 
loving myself, being comfortable with who I am. Um, it's always work in progress, right? I'm not saying I'm not saying it's ever complete, I guess, but I am much more comfortable with who I am. I am much more comfortable with with um, you know who I am emotionally. I'm comfortable spending time on my own. Um, you know, do I? Is it nice to spend time with others too? At times, of course it is. But I'm also very comfortable spending time on my own. And um, you know, there's a couple of techniques that, that 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 we talk about to kind of help connect to who you are. But Slate, I did want to hand over to you to talk about your perspective over the emotional body. And uh, as I see you across my screen and uh, see you with that smile of yours, I'm going to hand over to you to talk about the emotional body, what it means to you. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm sitting here listening to you, Nims, this is one of those times where, um, you know, when we, when we work with a client together, Namesh and I always introduce ourselves. And um, one of the things that we tell people, you know, and I feel like we're kind of stating the obvious, but we tell them how different our background is, right? We we're in different countries. Okay. Friends, we're in different countries. We come from totally different backgrounds. Um, we were raised in different religions. We were raised in different environments. We were raised with um, a very different parenting style, different sibling interactions. And I'm sitting here looking at you and listening to you share. And I'm like, um, I mean, the first part I want to say is how grateful I am for you because you bring such a different perspective. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is um, it makes me realize and think about what I have been through because for me, um, I have spent the majority of my life attached to someone else. So the first time I got married, it was two months to the day after my 18th birthday. And I have a son right now who's 19 and he's been in a long-term relationship for the last like three years, but I can't imagine him being married at this point. Right. So I was super young and, um, I spent decades of my life feeling that I was not complete without another person. Um, I think that this was part of my programming. You know, I grew up in a house where um, it might not have been said that my mom felt like my dad completed her, but that was the message that I got was that a woman is not complete without a man. And, um, like I, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm newly separated and it's been, we're coming up on four months by the time this podcast episode releases. And I am very, very clear in this season that I am not ready for a counterpart or for someone to come into my life. And I, for the first time ever at almost 46 years old, I'm getting to know myself in a, in a different way. And when I listen to you talk about you know, you're comfortable being by yourself and in your own energy, and um, you've been doing that for a while, right? Like you've, you've built this relationship with yourself over a period of time. Yep. And for me, I'm just recognizing this. It's almost like somebody just took off like blinders and said, no, look, there's a whole world out here. And I'm understanding that I'm complete as I am. I don't need someone else to complete me. So this topic that talking about like the emotional part of us, 
I really feel strongly. We, we've got to talk about the relationship with self, but then we've also got to talk about our relationships with other people and how we are emotionally. Because my question to you that I have, Nims, is how did you forage this relationship with yourself? Because this is something, you know, you're seasoned. You've, you've been doing this and you've found this, this life where you have a very strong connection with who you are and how you're showing up in the world. And though it would be nice to share your life with someone, you're aware that you don't need someone else to complete you. Have you always had that awareness? No, um, it's a journey, right? And you know, there was many years of my life that, you know, I wanted to be with somebody and there's a, you know, I had this image that I was going to have kids and all the rest of it. Right. And, um, I know with the spiritual work I've done that part of my, part of this journey was to discover who I am, to be comfortable with who I am. And I could only do that if I didn't, I mean, I've had long-term relationships, but if I didn't have, um, you know, I've, if I was married with kids, then this soul that, I, that I've got inside me wouldn't have experienced what it needed to. And, you know, for example, I have, you know, 10 nephews, three nieces, and I'm a very hands-on uncle. Um, and if I, you know, if I had been married with kids, I wouldn't have been able to have the relationships I have with each and every one of my nephews and nieces that is unique. Um, but, you know, for sure, yes, I, I spent years looking for this partner to complete me. Um and then over time, I realized that I don't need completing, right? I'm already complete as I am. And the, the, some of the things I did with that was things like mirror work, things like journaling, um, and things like spending time with myself, you know, going holidays with myself, kind of connecting with myself. Um, you know, this, this, this journey has been, you know, when, when you spend some time with yourself, you start to really discover more of who you are. And... You know, if you if you struggle to spend time with yourself, then for me it means actually there's stuff inside that makes you feel uncomfortable. And if you spend too much time on your own, then that uncomfortableness kind of comes out and you want to mask it with spending time with lots of people. And that's what I realized, which is why and I went on a journey of of really kind of falling in love with me. And it's always a work in progress, right? But I did things like mirror work and when I talk about mirror work, what I mean is by um, looking into the mirror, uh, your eyes are your windows to the soul. So connecting with yourself when you look in the mirror, feeling who you are and just going deep in your eyes and connecting with you inside. And honestly, when you start, it's probably uncomfortable because you might see things that, that you don't like. So it's connecting with you and then just saying whatever comes to your heart. Whether it's, I mean, I always recommend starting with, I appreciate you, I thank you, and I love you. And you do that consistently, you start to fall in love with you in the inside because so often we spend time kind of trying to nurture our physical body, eating the right things, doing exercise, because that's what people see. But it's really important to start to fall in love with you on the inside. And then you find that balance of, you know, wanting to spend some time with people, but also being comfortable on your own. You know, how many of us are comfortable going out to a restaurant and just uh, having a meal on ourselves? What's what's wrong with that? You know, having a date with yourself. Um, what's wrong with going to watch a movie on your own? Um, and that doesn't mean, I mean, I have a lot of 
and I have a lot of friends. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of, I have a loving family and extended loving family um, that I really enjoy spending time with. But I'm also comfortable um, with my own energy, my own space. And sometimes I'm very aware that I need that too, right? I need to search, I need to nurture my own energy, my own, um, I need that reset. And it's really interesting after, you know, after lockdown, after COVID, um, I think all of us got used to kind of spending time on our own and kind of, you know, kind of got used to a smaller circle. And you know, now when, when, when I mix with a larger group, you know, I do feel everyone's energy, right? Being the empath and being that. Um, but that's nice too. I mean, my nephew recently got married. Um, you know, there's hundreds of people there and it was a really cool experience. But I was very aware of my energy and the fact that I'm used, I'm not used to that many people around me. Um, and it's just that awareness and awareness and just, you know, if you if you spend time on your own, how do you feel about it? When you spend time with loved ones, how do you feel about it? When you spend time, spend time in a crowd, how does that make you feel? And it's that really kind of understanding you. Um, but I always talk about all our answers are inside ourselves. Everything we seek is inside us because, you know, we, we're, we're a soul having human experience. Our soul came into this physical body. Um, to experience why we're here, to experience and nurture and complete our soul contracts. And um, it means that, you know, we start this journey on our own and, you know, whatever that looks like, we end this journey on our own. doesn't mean we don't have people around us, but our soul needs to experience certain things to, to really complete why it's here. And... Um, so really kind of looking inside for your answers, inside for your soul contracts, inside for the love that you see, I feel is really important. Because when you start to fall in love with you on the inside, your external starts to feel even more loving. And again, I probably make it sound super easy, right? There's all the journey that we're going on. There's all the ups and downs. And um, this doesn't mean I don't want human contact. It doesn't mean that I, I don't want relationships outside that nurture. I have a lot of relationships that expand me. I mean, say it's me and you, um, the connection we have, you know, you've taught me a lot about me. And, you know, it's important that we also consider what relationships do we have and are they nurturing us? And I know that for me, this connection, and we've only known each other for a year, but, you know, you know me better than probably just about anyone on the planet because of everything else that's just happened in the past year. And, and you know, you we have this habit of, of, of shining a light on things inside of us that, that, that needs to be healed. And that's, the, for me, that's the sole contract we have. But it's, you know, we both talk about the importance of, of being comfortable in our own space. And you're right, I've been on this journey for a while and I'm comfortable with who I am. Um, doesn't mean there's times that I don't get lonely. doesn't mean there's times, you know, I, I, I want to be on my own. There's just different feelings you have as you go on this journey. But, I've noticed with you, um, you know, you, you talk a lot about you know, always been in relationships since you're 18, and but I see you starting to get super comfortable with who you are, and more and more comfortable with just being you. And you said earlier that um, you know that you're not in a space for relationships right now, and that's because you're really on a journey of discovering who you are. And being in your space and truly kind of, and, you know, I've seen you, right? We, we, we talk a lot about it and that's, 
you're com you're getting comfortable with who you are. You're getting comfortable. You want to spend time with yourself. And how cool is that, right? Yeah, it's it's been a really interesting season because I went from being a very bit busy business owner and having relationships with lots of people in the community. And, you know, the only other person that you let into your world besides your doctor is your hairdresser. I mean, that's kind of just people, you know, share the inner workings of their lives and you feel like you get really close to these people, you know, when there's a new baby in the family, you know, when there's a divorce, you know, when there's a family vacation or a wedding, <clears throat> you know, when they get a new pet in the family, I mean, you, you know, all these details, right. And you forage all these relationships and I was extremely busy. And then everything was halted when we went through a crisis with my son and we went from the crisis with my son into me needing a major surgery that, that went awry and I was laid up in bed. And then three months later, COVID hit. And so I went from having this really busy social world to whittling it down to the few people that I spent time with through that time to now going through a separation. And I've watched my circle become very small Mims, like very small. And at first I was extremely uncomfortable with that because I found looking back, I defined my emotional wellness with the amount of interactions that I had around me. Right. I would just like work on the nurturing those relationships, whether it was personal or professional. And I defined my emotional well-being based off of the interaction with those relationships around me. Um, and then I found myself in a situation where I had to take a next step, right? Like I knew that my marriage wasn't going to last. I knew that my partner was not willing to leave the home and I had to figure out what was next. And probably one of the last places I would have ever expected myself to be was with, is with an a quote ex-partner who I share a child with in his home. And yet I'm in a space right now with someone where we have a dynamic that we're co-parenting and we're respectful of one another. And he saw me in a time where I was in a crisis and he allowed me a space in his world so that I could heal. And I've seen a lot of people fall away in this season people who don't understand how I could leave hairdressing to focus on a spiritual career, people who maybe identified with me as a partnership with my husband and now don't understand me not being in that partnership anymore. So there's been a lot of shift in my, in my outside world, right? In the external world. But what it's done is it's kind of stirred up the internal world two. And what I thought would be super uncomfortable has been extremely introspective for me. And, you know, my three older kids, we have a big age gap. They're all grown and out on their own. So I just have one little one at home and I've had kids and been married 
like I got married at 18 and I started having children at 20. So I've always been pouring into other people and never intentionally took the space to cultivate a relationship with myself. And I would say that's a pretty significant thing to say that I'm in my mid forties and very intentionally now for the first time, taking the time to build a relationship with myself. And it's so interesting, Nims, because one of the things that I have found in this season is it's almost like you put out a vibration that you're in a place where you're secure with yourself and it draws in some very interesting energy. You know, people see a woman who is confident and, and finding that security in herself and they want a part of it. Right. Um, and yes, I'm kind of talking about the dating world a little bit, but I guess what I'm talking about more is like how aware I am that I'm not ready to bring anybody into that inner circle right now. It's like, it's friends. It's almost like I'm taking a look in the mirror for the first time and seeing that it's just me looking back at me. And I'm like, oh, like, I kind of like her, you know, like what, what can I do to hang out with her? And I'm making decisions based off of what's right for me versus what's right for the collective in the home. Meaning like, I'm not going, okay, so how do I need to show up for my husband or like, what would he like, or what would my kids like? There's a lot of me right now that's going into, okay, what do I like? right? Like what, what, how how cool is that? Right. And it's, it, it, it's a really cool season. And so I think for a lot of people right now, even my kids, it's very strange to see this version of me because I'm just getting to know her and the people around me are not used to that. Um, you know, I know, I know a lot of people who, and, and I've been guilty of this in the past who have gone from one relationship kind of then seeking the next person, the next situation and how it's going to fulfill you. And for me, you know, so much of what we teach people and we mentor them is the survival guide that has helped me through other seasons of my life. And I am absolutely applying those techniques, those skills to my life now, and really working on building that relationship with myself. You know, who am I? How am I showing up in the world? And how do I want to make an impact? And for me in this season, as much as it would be a nice idea in theory to not do it alone and to have a partner, I'm very aware that number one, it's going to take a very special person to come into my life at this season and be able to match what I'm doing. And what I mean by that is I feel like so many people in this world are seeking a person to complete them. They're seeking another person to fill that void 
but we've talked about that void before. And for me right now, I just know that no one is going to fill that void for me, but me. And so I wake up every day with intention on how I can care for her, meaning me. And I do some, I do talk to myself in like the third person, you know, it's like, what do you need right now? How, how can I help you? Like what? And I've just made that my focus. And so I'm not really sure when I'll ever be ready or, or what that will look like, but I am really enjoying the process of actionably loving myself and checking in with myself. Like, what do I need? Um, and it's been so interesting to have such a close bond with you and have such different like upbringings and experiences and see how you do things. Cause we had a conversation not long ago about me potentially taking a trip by myself and you know, you've, you've done that. You've sure. traveled a lot on your own, both business and pleasure. And you know, you were like, it can be lonely. And I'm like, I don't even know what lonely is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've well, had I, 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 think, I think you know what lonely is, is in a relationship. I think yes. you've experienced loneliness in a relationship. Yes. But it's that loneliness of, don't get me wrong, I mean, traveling on your own is an adventure, right? It's, you just, you'll experience things that, on your own that you don't with when you're with somebody. So it's that. Um, but it's, you know, I mean, it's, let me ask, let's ask that audience that question. It's that how many of us are in a relationship but still lonely? I think that's a huge question to ask the audience because when you said that, I felt it zing me right in my chest. Um, and this is, this is the epiphany I just had. Um, you know, I talk often about the day that my son crashed his car into a tree. It was like, he put the whole family in the car with him that day. And we all had different injuries, right? One of my husband's injuries was that he shut down. Like he completely shut down the day that happened and was absolutely and completely not emotionally available for the last four years. And I really didn't want to get emotional today. Yeah, it's um, the emotional body. So. I know. Um, but I spent almost the last four years feeling so lonely, feeling deeply, painfully lonely. And in a sense, trying to numb my emotions. And so the epiphany that I just had is that being by myself is not lonely at all compared to the loneliness and isolation of being with a partner who is emotionally unavailable. And for those of us who deeply feel, because I'm sure we have listeners who deeply feel the way I do and the way you do, um, that can be a really painful place to be when you are with a partner who is emotionally unavailable. And how many of us stay 
in circumstances like that because we're afraid of what the what's on the other side. You know, I I I made vows um in that relationship that I wanted to uphold. I would get up and tell myself every day, maybe today will be the day that he wakes up again. Um and every day I would go to bed with the same empty feeling. And I was laying in bed with someone every night and yet I felt so alone. I felt like I was turning it on myself, which I think a lot of empathic people do. Um, you know, is there something wrong with me? Is it, you know, I mean, I was analyzing everything about myself, whether it was physically, whether it was mentally, whether it was the way I talked, whether it was how I worked, how I cleaned, how I cooked, I was constantly analyzing myself and turning this, this relationship dynamic into something within me. And it ravaged me. Until you said that just now, I, I don't think I realized how much it ravaged me. Because when I think about the last four months, it's been like waking up. It's been like somebody came in and wake, woke me up and said, you know, you don't have to feel this way. And it, it, it hurts. It, it hurts that... I was so lonely and isolated in a committed marital relationship with someone who's been in my life for decades. But what it's done for me to be away from that is it's slowly awakened me to recognizing that when I make myself a priority and I'm really listening to what my needs are, I'm way more fulfilled than I could ever be by myself versus in a relationship. So beautiful, Stace. And, you know, it's been, it's really cool seeing, seeing the journey that you've been on in a very short space of time, i.e. four months isn't that long, where your light is so different. I mean, your light was shining bright before. And it's when you came to the UK, I guess I saw a different version of you than, than the one that was you know, kind of, um, um, back home, back in the US. Um, but yeah, in the last four months, you changing and kind of shining your light differently. And even though, you know, you went, you, you sold your dream home and, you know, left your fairy tale behind and, you know, you you really have been becoming comfortable with who you are. You're really on this journey of discovering who you are and it's that, you know, maybe maybe inspire one person to change with this story. Maybe there's, you know, there's, there's many people in relationships that are, you know, maybe there may be people, maybe there's a listener out there that's not realizing how lonely they really are. Yeah. Like and let's talk just, about even the corny things, Nims. Like I'm thinking about like friends, this, I want you to really, corny think about things. This. yeah, this, like, I want you to think about the corny stuff. Like, so, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm married to this partner. We're, we're feeling we're disconnected. Right get into bed at night and he likes to fall asleep with the TV on. I never thought about the fact that I don't like to fall asleep. With the TV <laughs> on, right. Like I just would go to bed in that way because that's what my partner did. Right. And I, I, I would struggle and toss and turn the light of the TV, but I never had the awareness that I don't like to fall asleep with the TV on. Right. 
So now I have my own bedroom and my own space and I have my bedtime routine in exactly the way that I want it, right? Like the TV's not on. I don't have like, you know, the fan blowing and whatever else. It's like that environment I've been able to create now in this season for what makes me feel peaceful. And it sounds like a silly thing, Nims, but when you've spent your life believing that a relationship is going to complete you, you tend to not have the awareness of self and your identity becomes entangled in someone else. And you don't think about what do I need or what do I want or what is good for me? And so I know that that sounds like something silly, but how many of us do things in our day-to-day routine that we're doing because it's someone else's expectation of us versus what we need. And it's interesting because this has never happened to me in a recording episode of this podcast, but I just had an intuitive hit about one of our listeners. Like I could feel her. And it's like, when was the last time anyone asked you what you want or what is going to help you or how you are comfortable and I think so many, and I'm, I'm pinpointing women because that's my experience, but I think so many women shy away from what they want or need when they become in a partnership with someone and then in turn have children. And so it's been a really interesting process for me in this season to figure out what I want and need and how it's best going to serve me emotionally, whether it's my sleep routine whether it's how I exercise, um, the schedule that I keep, right? Like everything in this season has been about me figuring out what makes me feel healthy and balanced. And I've tied so much of my emotional well-being to other people that this feels like a really pivotal time for me in life. Might be a little later than others but to be figuring out how to fulfill myself emotionally without a partner. That's an important point, right? And, um, you know, even I may not be married, or but I, I, I know there's lots of examples where I've kind of maybe not spoken my truth, maybe um, kind of bended who I was to try and keep someone else happy. And that's okay if you do it with awareness and but you don't lose you in that. That's the key. And you know, this yeah, say it again. Say it again. That that you know, you, it is a partnership. You know, you're with somebody and it's okay to 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 adjust for your partner as long as you don't lose yourself. And you do it with awareness of who you are and you know, you make sure that you don't, you know, you, you're not you're not bending so much that actually you're your own power, your own energy starts to, and you lose you. Mm-hmm. Because it's important. So we're, important. We're, we're meant to be us, right? We, we, we come into this world as, you know, there is no we without me. So unless, you, unless you're being yourself, and it's, you know, so many of the clients that we're working with, we help them understand their programming. Mm-hmm. And it's that, you know, it's all about releasing the programming, maybe the parental programming, the religious programming, whatever programming you want to talk about, to truly start to be you. Because it's removing the layers and it's that 
all of a sudden you you start to connect with a totally different person. You're like, well, well, hold on, where did this person come from? And it's just like because we've been trained and we we maybe spent years doing adjusting who we are to bend for others. And all of a sudden, when you start to realize you're doing that, you start to think, well, hold on a second, what do I want? Like you're asking right now, what do I want? Yeah, Stacy, who is Stacy? And um, Stacy, I remember a couple of weeks ago, you 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 knew like you knew that you needed some time on your own. Right, you were at that space. So much has happened in a short space of time, and you know you were just craving that time on your own. And isn't that really interesting, right? I mean, it's probably the first time in your life you wanted to just go away for a couple of days on your own, just to be you, really to connect with who you are. Because how does that really feel, right? I mean, it's like you know when we're always around people, how often do we take a, take time out for ourselves to truly connect to who we are, to be on our own, to just to just be to just really understand who we are so that, you know, from that space, you can start to then nurture the relationships you want. You can start nurturing the, the life that you want. But it's that unless you take time for you to truly kind of spend time with you to understand you, how do you know who you want to be? And how did that feel for you, kind of wanting that time on your own? And I know it didn't quite work out, but how, how, did, how did that feel for you and kind of what, what made you get there? I think that I, the first thing I want to say is this isn't easy. Um, and I want to say that to the listener because I can feel the fear of those people who are where I have been, where you've identified with in a partnership for so long that you don't even really know who you are on your own. Right. I can feel the fear in the idea of having that space. Um, and I would say I was about to cuss. I'm going to, I'm trying to keep it G rated. I, it's really hard. It's really freaking hard. Um, you know, when I, when I first left the relationship, um, I would wake up in the middle of the night gasping for air. Um, I would feel this wave of panic come over me that I was alone now. Um, and if I'm being super transparent, it still happens occasionally where I have this, it's like, a, it's like a panic attack almost. It's like this heart racing. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing this alone. Um, and it, it can be very scary. The flip side to that is I am very much on my own for large periods of time in my day, um, and in my week. And I believe when I look back on it now that my trips to the UK were giving me the experience of what it would feel like to be independent. So, you know, hindsight's always 2020. When I went to the UK for the first time to meet you, I, I brought a friend with me and we were in a group setting but I wasn't attached to a partner and I wasn't, I didn't have my children with me. Then the second time that I came to visit you in the UK, I lived with you for four and a half weeks, right? And I had never been away from my children that long. I had never been away from my partner that long. And 
I remember like going to bed by myself while I was there and waking up in the morning by myself and our whole structure in what we were doing was about what, what, what is Stacy creating? What is Stacy bringing to the table versus mom and wife? And I would come home to the same environment. And it was like, wait, I just had a glimpse of who I was. So it's like, I feel like the universe and God were preparing me for what this was going to look like. And what it's done for me now is it's kind of made me crave more of that space. So, um, just a, for example, I, my husband and I, um, started running together and he was my running partner and I found like great momentum with him. We ran races, we trained. I mean, we would be out on the open road for 10 to 15 miles running together in silence, but we were there as partnership. Right. And, um, through all of the the health crisis and everything, I, I wasn't very active. I lost that, that consistency and that momentum. And as I've been in this season of getting it back, um, I had a great fear about going out on my own Nims. Like I could get on the treadmill by myself and that, you know, you do that by yourself. But if I would, if I were to leave the house, I had this resistance to the idea of being out on the open road by myself. And you kept nudging me and saying, you know, like get out to a park, like go do something outside. I didn't have the, the understanding of what was going on until I got out there by myself. And I realized I was having this like panic about my running partner was not pacing next to me. Right. So I pushed myself and I kept, okay, I'm going to go to the park today. I'm going to go to the park today. And yeah. And now what's happened is I crave going <laughs> to the park by myself because I've realized that the pace is mine. However fast or slow I go is up to me. I don't have a partner I have to consider in it. The distance that I go, the time of day I go, where I go, all of that is up to me. And so what it's done is it's sparked this desire for more time with myself because I recognize how peaceful I feel when I take that space and I'm having like a check-in with myself, whether it's that I'm listening to some music or I'm listening to a podcast or I don't even have my headphones and I'm just walking through the park. It's created a peace and a serenity within me that I didn't realize I was missing. If that makes any sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It was like, I didn't know it was missing. So to answer your question, it's like, I crave more of that time and more of that space. And I'm finding that in an interesting way, I think that it has kind of been a cleaning of house as far as the relationships in my life, because there are a lot of people who don't know and don't understand this version of me. Very true. You know, like I've always been the one to plan the social events and to have the big social circle and to do all of these things. And I've made a decision in this season to be focused on my emotional well-being. And in order to cultivate that, I need the time with myself to be able to build that relationship. Yeah, and I feel you've almost had to reduce your circle naturally 
um, to, to be on that discovery of who you are. And it's that, you know, in four months, you've changed so much from being someone who is just surviving to somebody who's really focused on thriving. And it's that, you know, people who are used to you seeing, seeing you just, you know, kind of cater to somebody else and kind of, you know, be a bit more quiet and to, to see, to see you now, um, and if they haven't seen you in a couple of months, you are totally different. Your energy is different. Your vibration is different. The conversations you have are different. So it's that they won't recognize you because you're a totally different person because now you're discovering who you truly are, mm-hmm. not the programming of and, and kind of being being there, being being what somebody else wants. And people don't recognize you. And isn't it interesting? I mean, I've, you know, I've had the pleasure of, of seeing seeing the change. And so, you know, it, it's, it's kind of easier for me to see, I guess, in a way. Um, I'm not sure how much you realize that you, how much you've changed in, in the time. And I know I remind you often, but, you know, you, you, you made a decision to truly figure out who you are. And you've, you've perceptibly lost a lot. I think you've gained much more um, by making the decision to, to try and find you. And the universe has shown up for you, right? It's like when you made the decision, um, and it's still showing up for you, but when you made that decision, and now you love spending time on your your own. I do. And how cool is that, right? It's that, and it doesn't mean you don't want to spend time with other people. I mean, obviously, you're going to spend time with your daughter this weekend and create magic moments. It's not like you don't want to spend time with, but also you crave that time with you to truly understand who you are, to love you. Yeah, I had no idea that I would that that I would ever be capable of craving time by myself. I, like even hearing you say it makes me kind of laugh because I've always been such a social butterfly. I've always been very extroverted. Um, you know, even like the the dynamic of my daughter's father, like us living in the same house together. I think he has a hard time wrapping his head around this, who this is like, I'm, I'm not the same. Right. Um, you know, you gave me the gift of this amazing hammock that, um, I have sitting out on my little back porch area. And, um, I have really tried to get out and sit in that hammock on a regular basis. And, I go out there to reset my energy during the day. I go out there and I'll listen to music in the evening, but it's like, if someone had said to me, you know, Stacy, in a couple months, you are going to savor and crave time alone by yourself in your hammock. I would be like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like who's around? How many people are there? Are we having a party? Um, but it, it, it has really been it has been so transformative. It has been so insanely transformative. You know, um, a lot of people will see like our graphics and stuff on, on clubhouse. And I had this really vibrant red hair. Right. And I was like, I, I, it was like the Phoenix rising after everything happened with my son. And I had this red hair and man, I like love the red hair. Right. But I made the decision that in this season of my life, that red hair was a lot of maintenance, right? So I decided to completely change it up and I went blonde. And though this isn't about the emotional body, the point of this is how people perceive you when they see these changes. So I make a decision, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Like what's right for me. 
And I was like, I'm going to simplify my life. I'm going to blonde. It'll be easier maintenance, whatever. And people don't know how to respond to it because they, they know you with red hair. And it's like, it's just symbolic. That was almost like your brand, right? That was that right. was something that you had, even you, you you identified with that red hair. It was kind of like, 100%. you talk about it, you talk about how much you love it. Da, da, da. Yep. But in this season, isn't it interesting how something that was so important to you isn't as important because what's more important is for you to be relaxed. And it's that, yes. you know, I remember when, when we were going to go to Mexico and this is when you changed to blonde. It's like, if you kept red hair, you wouldn't have gone in the pool. You wouldn't have enjoyed life. You wouldn't have actually, you know, it's just, isn't it interesting how when you make a decision for you, how much it serves you? Yes. And I think, I think I'm just like, I want the listener to hear like all aspects of it. You know, it's like me showing up for myself and putting, putting the, the, the responsibility in my hands. I am responsible for my emotional well-being has been so empowering. And it's interesting because I believe that when you are a confident, I'm again, confident woman, when you're a confident woman, what happens is you draw in a lot of energy of people who want to be a part of that. Right. So right now I've found it super interesting. We joke about it, but like I'm getting some male attention, right? But but here's, like, here's, here's interesting the militants you sent out to the universe. I was thinking about this earlier. You sent out a message to the universe saying, I'm not ready for a relationship. So then what 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 what, what is, who does the universe send you? It's so true. The universe has sent me circumstances that like people are not the people who are trying to come into my life are not emotionally available, right? They have whatever commitments going on, whatever their life circumstances are. And you're right. The energy that I'm putting out there is I'm not ready. And I know I'm not, you know, I, I have been wrestling with, you know, thoughts when I'm, especially when I'm tired of what's wrong with me. Right. Because like, I'm looking at my part, my, my soon to be ex-partner, my, my soon to be ex-husband is, is dating and, and seeing someone. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, how, what's, what's going on with me? What's going on, Stacey, that you're not ready, but it's, I, I know that this is a good thing that I'm not in a space to feel that I can give to someone else. I'm just getting to know who I am and showing up in the world the way that I'm meant to. And quite frankly, I don't want anybody messing with that. It's like for the first time I am being extremely protective of myself in knowing that if I ever even get to that point, it's going to have to be someone who matches my vibration and complements my vibration. And right now I'm still grasping a hold of who I am. Right. And beautiful. it's, it's, I think I, the other thing that I'm feeling, I want to say to the listener is there is no finish line that you cross and, and you're healed, right? There's, there's like Nims and I aren't sitting here wearing like a race completed, you know, blue ribbon that we've, that we've completed the challenge. It's, it's layers of an onion that are endless. And I, I have been on the self-love journey for at least the last 15 years as I've gone deeper into the, 
to the healing journey and the spiritual journey, but the self-love journey is endless. And for me right now, I feel like I'm going deeper into that, right? Like I've always felt like I, I love myself. I accept myself, but now it's like, what do I need? What do I need today? You know, what, what is going to lift my soul today? What, what routine do I need to be in? That's going to make me a healthier version of me. And I'm fiercely dedicated to that. And so unless or until someone comes into my life, who's looking out for themselves in that way and is willing to honor what I need, I'm really good with doing this on my own nims. And it, it's, it's very empowering. It is a very empowering feeling. I, I think it's something that when I met you, I admired about you, but it was foreign to me. And I remember, um, you know, I, I hadn't really traveled internationally. Do you remember this? What I'm gonna <laughs> and, um, you know, my, my father traveled a lot like, like you have, and, um, you had just kind of a calmness about travel that I was, I couldn't even comprehend a lot more life experience in that way than I had had. And I flew to the UK the first time with a friend, but she left before I did. So I was flying home from the UK by myself. And I remember being at, at your house and having massive anxiety the day before. Do you remember? I was like, I did. I was a mess, right? And we got to the airport that next day and I was physically shaking, as I recall. Like I was physically shaking. I was so nervous. And you stood there with me in the middle of the, the busy airport at Heathrow and you were like, you can do this. Like, this is how it's going to work. You, you can totally handle this, you know? And I took my shaking self to the gate, you know, and got on the plane. And that was one of the first moments that I remember through this experience, facing something independently, something new, and that I was very aware that it was just on me, meaning like it was about me and how I was gonna execute this. And I remember being at Dulles, picking up my bags and, you know, we had to wear masks then still. And I was walking through the airport masked and I swear to you out loud, I was saying, you did it, you did it. I'm so proud of you. Way to go. You did it. And I felt this giddy feeling of accomplishment because here I am again, mid forties, never having traveled internationally, let alone by myself and conquering that fear. And I have this sense in this season of accomplishment like that on a regular basis it's funny. It's like because so many firsts, right? So many things yes. you've done before, and you yes. love traveling on your own now. It's like yes. you get a bit anxious, but this you, you actually enjoy it because you get your seat, you can watch whatever movie you want, you can do what you want. You're in your own space, and I'm yeah, proud of you've you. Been a, you've been so pivotal in that for me, Nims. Like where it's like, Stacy, of course you can do this. Like I have no doubt that you can do this. And when I was doubting myself, it was like you just kind of nudging me along and. I think it just goes to show that we are constantly growing and evolving and 
my question is, how are you caring for your emotional needs? Not the needs of the people around you, not the obligations that you have, but how are you showing up and taking care of your own emotional needs? I think this is a really powerful, powerful. Yeah. I think we get caught up in our routine day to day. And, you know, as adults, so many of us have, you know, a partner or children or responsibilities with work and a team, whatever it is. And we put our, our own needs aside for whatever role we play in other people's lives. And so I would encourage you, our dear listeners, to take a moment today and think about this question. You know, are you making your emotional needs a priority? Are you identifying your emotional needs with someone else's? And what do you need to be a healthier emotional body? I don't, I don't think that I had ever asked myself this question. And yet in this season, I am very aware that how I feel emotionally has a ripple effect on every area of my life. Yeah. If, I'm not, if I'm not in a good emotional space, it impacts my dynamic with you when we work together. If I'm not in a good emotional space, it impacts my clients, it impacts my children, but mostly it impacts me. And creating more of that awareness is giving me an understanding of the things that I need to do day to day to be healthy emotionally. And so, I, so my question to you, Nims, I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute is what would be the top three things that you do to be emotionally healthy? That's an interesting question. Um, so for me, time in nature, time with me, just being silent, it's that, you know, we have such a busy environment, so many things going on. That time in silence um, is really important. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is, is really asking ourselves that question. What do we want to do? I mean, how often do we do things that other people want us to do? But it's that, you know, if you're going to be um, connected to you, if you're going to fall in love with you, then do things that make you that make you smile, that make you kind of truly, truly enjoy life, right? It's that, and, you know, taking time out for you, whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, and the third thing is, and we haven't moved on to this topic, but manifest and nurture really strong relationships. And it's like, how many of us, you know, if you're working on yourself, that time with yourself, truly understanding yourself and, and is really important. But what our external world is, is also important. You know, what are we feeding ourselves? What are we watching? What are we... But the people that we surround ourselves with, we need to make sure they're expand, they expand us. We need to make sure that they, they truly nurture and allow us to and give us space to truly be who we're meant to be. 
you know, it's like if we, if we, and maybe that's a question to the listener, if we surround ourselves with people that where we, we adjust and we adjust who we truly are to be around these people, then are they the right people in our, in, that are meant to be around us? And, you know, we were working with some clients recently, helping them understand that, you know, you need to have relationships that expand you, that, that truly are, because how many of us are, you know, kind of nurture relationships that are maybe overpowering for us, or maybe, you know, we, 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 we manifest people that we can control. But it's like, you know, so, the, you know, you asked me, put me on the spot as always, as you always do, I wasn't expecting it, but, you know, the three things I would say to summarize are one, you know, time in silence, time for you. Um, two, really asking and challenging yourself, what do you want to do for you? What are you going to do to expand your soul? What are you going to do that brings you fun? And three, create and manifest relationships and friends and that truly expand you, that really have people that allow you to be you. You know, you, you talk about our relationship and our connection in, in this in this season. And I, I feel you know something that we manifested, right? It's a soul contract. And but we've helped each other, right? We we've held each other's space. We've we've kind of pointed out things that that we need to heal. And that's that's but we give ourselves space to be who we truly are. We give ourselves space to listen to each other. And it's that, and there may be people listening and thinking, well, I haven't got that. But if you put the intention out there that, you know, this is what you want, this is you, you want, you want friends, you want relationships, you want connections, or people that love you in a way that they hold your space, then who knows what could happen. It's really interesting. I mean, we don't plan these episodes too much because we want it really to flow and to be channeled. But when we were talking about this episode, we were talking about you know, kind of splitting it to talking about, you know, self-love and kind of you know, falling in love with you and then, you know, kind of really focus on creating the right relationships. And the way it's gone is pretty much focused on, you know, the importance of loving ourselves first. And sure, I've just moved on to the relationship conversation, but we thought it was going to major on the relationship side when really it's, it's kind of focused on who we are because I'm a big believer that everything in our external world is, is a result of something in our internal world. And if we start to fall in love with ourselves, then we'll nurture the relationships we want. Like you're very much aware of the relationships you're, you're manifesting with, 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 with you know, some of the male relationships coming to your life and now you're aware of it, you can do something different. And you know, we talk about um, the importance of you know, manifesting friends and spaces that are going to nurture you, right? They're going to help you. They're going to, and 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 for me, I, like I said, I've, I've, I have a very much of a loving family. They don't look super close. I have friends, but it was really interesting. And it's like when COVID hit and all this kind of, when you wanted to have conscious conversations about spirituality and who, who could we do that to? And that's where for me, uh, finding Clubhouse was a blessing to really have, kind of have that space. But I'd love to kind of, well, first let me go back. Did I answer those three questions for you? Because I know I know went off a little tangent. You put me on the spot. Yeah, but anything I you want to add? I mean, I, I, one of the other things that I have found really impacts me emotionally. And again, I feel like this is going to sound silly, but um, I need sleep. And I, I find for me, I am way more, um, emotionally like stable and grounded when I have gotten that sleep. So I agree with you on getting out in nature. That's been huge for me. 
um, carving out the time for, for my own thoughts and feelings, whether it's through journaling or through meditation, quiet time is really important. But then the third one I would say is, is sleep for me because, um, it impacts the way I make decisions. It impacts the way I interact with people. It, it, it impacts everything. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I have really been striving for is that alignment and that inner peace. And it's foundational things that I feel like sometimes we forget about or we brush aside the importance of, you know, we're, I feel as a society, we're really good about kids have a bedtime, right? They have a bedtime and then they have a time they've got to get up and do their routine. And we're, I think as parents really good about making that happen, but do we do that for ourselves? And I am one of those people that when I am lacking sleep, it is very evident in all areas. I, um, I have a really hard time showing up and doing what I'm meant to do when I'm not taking care of those basic foundational needs. And so I would encourage our listeners to think about, you know, how are you showing up for yourself? You know, are you, are you taking time out to, to be on your own with your own thoughts? Um, are you taking time to, to journal and to kind of check in with yourself? Uh, do you get outside? You know, so many of us do a lot of our work in front of a screen every day, but are you getting outside and feeling the grass and feeling the breeze and hearing the birds and kind of feeling and sensing the greater world around you? And then are you getting the rest that you need? And it, again, I want to stress, like those things have a ripple effect on all can areas I, of our can life. I one, more, one more thing, consider who you're spending your time with. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, do you have people in your life that, that give you that space to be you? And how, how can you spend more time in that space? Mm-hmm. And are, are you, are you prioritizing relationships that, keeping you stuck and keeping you where you are and could you prioritize you know if there's somebody in your life that truly allows you to be you how can you spend more time with that person and how can you be more conscious of maybe maybe creating more relationships like that being aware of of the people in your life that allow you to be and then asking the universe to send you more people like that and nurturing those type of relationships. Because having people in your life that allows you to be you allows you to nurture you too, right? Allows you to understand who you are. And um, because how often do we mold to somebody else? Mm-hmm. How often does that really kill our soul? And, you know, for me, just asking our listeners that question about, who are you spending your time with mm-hmm. is really important. And, you know, maybe there are a lot of some listeners saying, well, I don't have people in my life that, that allow me to just be. Mm-hmm. Well, then what if you can manifest it, right? What if you could send the message out to the universe to truly ask that question, to send you people? Because your intention is really important. You know, somehow we found each other um, when, I guess, when we need each other to truly kind of, give us a space to truly understand this journey. And, um, but I feel you started it by really putting the intention out there that, that 
you're ready to change. You're ready to become the healer that you're meant to be. And um, that for me is where it all started, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I had no idea when, you know, this journey started that it would take me down the path that it has. I mean, there are some days even now where I wake up and I'm like, what the heck has happened? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to rebuild your life when you thought you were established and in a partnership that was lifelong. And, you know, like I said, it was like, I had this end goal, you know, I'm going to buy a home in the country. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have you know, this career. And I'm like, I, I saw myself retiring from the beauty industry. I saw myself, you know, retiring with my husband and, you know, raising our kids, all of that stuff. I saw that that's what I saw. Um, and right now in this season, I, I try to look ahead to like next week and that's hard for me. Um, but it's created it's created a curiosity in me about what's next. It has cultivated a desire in me to want more in my life and to help people and to understand who I am and how I'm showing up in the world in a way that I didn't have awareness before. So there's, there's a lot of newness to this and some of it is extremely uncomfortable, but I would say there hasn't been a part of it yet that hasn't been rewarding. Oh, I love that. And, um, in a space, the direction this episode took and the way it went really felt like it was guided and it really felt like it was what, you know, our listeners needed and, I really hope it inspires anyone that needs to to truly go on this journey to discover who you are. We're all meant to shine our light the brightest we can. And um, you know, we both have the intention to truly serve in whatever way that means. And um, you know, I've loved sharing this space with you. I've loved this episode and just, you know, kind of where it's taken us. Um, I've loved being on this journey with you just to see you know, how, how you change in the short space and just you truly shining your light. So, um, yeah, you're a blessing in my life. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I've just really enjoyed just watching you shine your light, whatever that looks like. And, uh, I'm proud of you. You know, it's, it's interesting, like just to hear you say that you're proud of me probably six months ago, I would have rolled my eyes and been like, I don't know what you're talking about. You still do that sometimes right, today. But, but right now, today, I, I would say I, I'm proud of me too. Because Good. even though it's really uncomfortable and I've had I've had some rough days, it's also been really beautiful to know that like God's not done with me yet. And there's a bigger plan and a purpose for what I'm meant to do on this earth. And I'm really dialed in on how I'm showing up. 
love that space. And, you know, we both know that, you know, we have a, yeah, a role to play to serve this planet, right? Whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, as, as we wrap this episode up, I'd love for you, I'd, we always want to leave um, some questions for our listeners. Um, what questions do we want to leave our listeners to today? We've asked a few challenging questions to this episode, but as we summarize, what are, what are the two things that we want to ask our listeners that truly kind of opens up a different way of being for them? I would say the first question is, how are you making your emotional well-being a priority? So what are you doing actionably to show up for yourself emotionally? And then I would encourage the listeners to take a closer look at the relationships in your life and how those relationships are serving you or if they are serving you. And are there any relationships that you need to change or surrender in order to be a more emotionally healthy person? I love that. I love that. And it, it's kind of as we change and as we start to raise our vibration, things we do and people in our lives, lives naturally start to roll away and start to, and you know, we need to make sure we, we don't hold on. So I love those two questions. Um, and Stace, I love this episode. I love sharing this space with you. I always talk about, last few episodes, I talk about this is now our podcast. And I know you kind of, you know, always talk about, no, I, I, I get I channeled it and I get, I get I created it. But I really feel this, the, the dynamic we have, divine feminine, divine masculine, um, I feel it's important. So I feel this is our space and I'm, I feel blessed to, to share this space with you. And I always, you know, we get a lot of feedback on the podcast and you know, it's just, it's interesting that we weren't spending a lot of time with it and actually it was getting generate a lot of interest. Um, so I feel super, super blessed by, by anyone that's listened, anyone that's given feedback. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do comment, uh, rate it, because that helps us kind of get more listeners, etc. Um, if there's any topic you want us to cover, let us know. You know, please DM us if if you have any questions. We'd love to hear um, breakthroughs that you've had, or you know, share share that with us, right? You and in the description of the podcast, I'll always leave um, you know mine and Stacey's Insta profiles, etc., so you can DM us. Um, you know, so I love the space. Next week's podcast is all going to be about the spiritual body and how it all kind of gets connects together. Um, everything's connected, right? So I'm looking forward to that episode and the whole spiritual journey. Um, as we said last week, and is that everything we do in that week is connected. So it means that the live we go on will be all on um, the live this week will be all on the emotional body. The clubhouse room we do will also be based on the emotional body. Um, and next week, it'll all be on the run of spirituality. So everything we do is connected. And um, so, yeah, Sace, thanks again for being here. Thank you for your energy and sharing your energy and your vibration. I'd love to hand it over to you to, to wrap up this episode. I am so thrilled that we are going through the different bodies and talking about how to shift where you are in your life and how you're showing up in the world. Um, please reach out to us, give us feedback. Like Nims was saying, we love to hear the feedback and we'd like to hear where you are in your emotional body and how you're going to shift things in your life. Thanks again, Nims, for another great episode. I love our time together.
Thank you, Stace. Thank you, everyone. Sending love and light to everyone that's here. Um, again, feeling so, so blessed. And, you know, if this episode triggered you in any way, maybe that was meant to. And maybe and I really believe that anyone that's here that's, is meant to be here. And maybe spend a bit of time in nature just being silent and understand how you feel. Sending so much love and light to everyone at this time. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. Bye for now.